I built, uh, and I, I think this is very important as we talk, I built some really strong relationships with people that do not come from the same spiritual background, right? Yeah. They're not believers. Um, yeah. And I don't mean that harshly towards it. I mean that. And then there were some that were, but I built strong relationships because one of the things is not only myself, but even you would come with me sometimes, whatever we were doing, we found a way to, to serve others. I'm your host, PJ Weary, and my co-host, Dad. This is here. Peter. Yeah, yeah, I'm here, <laughs> raring and ready to go. I know you might be looking, at, but I'm looking at an email that's going to be shared. So I was looking down. Awesome. That, yeah. Uh, I'm excited about that. There's nothing like a very current and real... <clears throat> um, it, it's interesting to see, because we've been battling a cold, just to attest, it's not COVID, thank the Lord. Um... So it, it, I've been watching a lot of TikToks because I've just been completely drained. And it's amazing how people interpret the world based on experiences they've had. Mm. And so when you give a story or an argument based on a specific experience, people are like, well, that's not my experience. And so it's really helpful to have something like this. Email. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, something where it's an email. You can be like, no, 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 this person said this. This stuff does happen. You need to understand that. Um, so what we're going to talk about today is how to create healthy relationships. And, uh, this is kind of the flip side of last week's, how do we deal with toxic people? Um, (coughs) speaking of colds. Yeah. Coming. So, um, you have an email to share with us. I'm sure the verse that's going to come up. I mean, we talked about this a little earlier. Um, a man who wants friends must show himself friendly, the PJ paraphrase of the proverb. But it's, it's so, um, the first thing as we talk about how to create healthy relationships, how to find people who are not toxic and develop those close communal relationships. Um, and for us, that's building the kingdom of God. But, you know, for everyone, I think this is a basic human need. Uh, Aristotle talks about man is basically a social animal. And at the time I was like, well, what about rationality and intelligence and stuff like that? And I think it's our relationships that are more fundamental. And I I really do believe that. I think that's that's rooted in scripture. So I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. And I I think, you know, first and foremost, just like we mentioned earlier, if you're going to create a healthy relationship, you have to be healthy yourself. Because if you're a toxic person, if you're uh, an unhealthy person, you're not going to have a healthy relationship. All your, all your relationships are going to be a problem because you are the problem. Well, it's not a verse, but birds of a feather, you know, <laughs> it's not a verse. I think I've heard people try to quote it as a verse, but you know, there is this attraction of those you are like. And so if you're, uh, you know, a complainer, you often mm. end up with the complainers. If you are an Gossiper. encourager. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that seems to happen. So this email is really not a story or anything. It's more, um. Hmm. By James Clear, who I think is um, oh right, top, okay. a top notch, on the cusp. Uh, his book Atomic Habits. Some have said it to be the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Was the book of the '90s. This is the book of this um, decade. Uh, you know, I think he wrote it in 2019, so he gets the last 10 years. But we'll give him even three or four ahead. But. He sends out an email, and it's interesting because some of the strongest leaders that I know of uh, are always tweeting what he 
he writes. And mm-hmm. and the funny thing is, that's James Clearly. James Clear. James Clear. Yes. So if you want some good content, good place to start. Yeah, Atomic Habits is a book, but he has this email called 321, um, and it's 321 Thursday, um, and it's a newsletter that comes out, and what he has is three ideas from me. That's James Clear. Two quotes from others, and one question for you. <clears throat> this was his first idea last Thursday, and I read it, and I went, man, double down on your best relationship. It's the investment with the highest return. Yeah. What's your best relationship and spend more time with it? Um, now, interesting enough, what would you say, PJ, and this might not even be where you wanted to go, but I think it's important. What would you say is, um, what's your strongest relationship? Who's your strongest relationship with? I mean, the obvious answer is going to be my wife. Yeah, I think. But and, that's where, I mean, whew. And I understand some people are stuck, right? They make a decision when they're in their 20s with someone they don't know. Well, you but were like, in your 20s. I don't know if that means you have to be stuck because you're in your You're 20s. right. No, no. What I'm saying is some people make a poor decision. Right. Like, I got I, I got lucky. Yeah. Mm, and I had some of that is like I, I paid attention to some uh, things. You hear, yeah, everybody yeah. hear this noise coming? I don't think it's luck. I think it was wisdom and discernment. You, you, you saw character traits about your wife that were... Um, appealing for a relationship that would be deeper than just um, though she is beautiful, it, it's beyond physical beauty. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I used to say this and people would freak out. I dated some girls that people might consider prettier than your mom, but I never met a, a woman that was more beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I and love that. that. And, and um, your mom is beautiful uh, physically, but... Man, there was some depth. So I would agree. For for me, it's my relationship with your with my mom. So, I, I, with with yeah, your mom, which is my wife. Okay, it, it, for everybody out there, if you're not confused, I get it. You, we're hoping you do get confused by me. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. I I do think husbands and wives, if that's a strong relationship, it needs to be doubled down on. Yes. You need to so say, well, I thought this was on manhood, mentoring, and maturity. <clears throat> if you want to be the leader of your home, you better invest in your relationship with your wife, especially. Yeah. Um, and then you have some others that you might even consider to be strong relationships. You make a lot of phone calls, right? Yeah. I mean, I immediately think of Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that... Uh, he just gives me a lot of uh, wisdom and a lot of perspective when I call him. Encouragement. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Andy Andy's more a source of wisdom and honest critique. Yeah. But I need that too. <laughs> well, that's what is encouraging because he's not, yeah. he's a true friend. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I think of, uh, you know, Joe's editing this podcast. I think of Joe. Okay. Um, I think of... Um, I don't know. It's interesting because um, there are relationships that even now are very close. I don't keep as as close a contact with them. You know, some of that was college. Some of that was just moving on. I'm good friends with Greg Klein, but he's in Turkey and all his email communications are monitored. So so he's probably not getting into deep. Yeah. And I I think I have to even be careful about what I like. You send him to that. Yeah. And so I just like and. Great friend, awesome. Right. Uh, Adam uh, Pruden, mm-hmm. great friend. 
uh, very close to him, not good at long distance communication. Yeah. So that's. <laughs> but what we're talking about is, you know, it's, is we talked about toxic relationships. We're talking about having strong relationships. Yeah. The thing I loved about Clear is he's saying double doubt, invest more in those yeah. because they're going to impact you in a more positive and, um, and for you and I, it's a biblical way. Like look at things in a proper perspective, Yeah. all right, that God is sovereign and if God is sovereign, he reigns and thus, but there are people out there probably saying, well, how do I find good friends? And you don't find good friends in bad places. Good communities. Yeah. I almost just broke down into... I got friends in low, but I don't sing that right. And the first time I heard that was a Kansas City Royals game for all our Kansas City friends. Uh, we have some kids that I, I have some kids that I coach in Kansas and you went to school with. But I, I think you got to go to places where there's a like-minded community. And for you and I, that would be uh, important that our church ministries. I talked to a couple last night that your mom and I are literally um, mentoring and they are in their late 30s. He is looking at the next steps in his life. I'm having him write down where he sees himself 20 years from now, then 10 years, and then five. In other words, how to get to that 25 years where he sees himself. And one of the things I said to him, because they're they're searching for good, strong friendship, and I share this about <clears throat> doubling down, if you want to be with people who are kind and gracious and serve, the best thing for you to do is find a place where you can be kind, gracious, and serve. And where that stuff gets rewarded. So that's kind of an interesting thing because uh, the first step is to be kind and gracious and to be a servant. Well, right? you, you said at Proverbs eighteen twenty four, he that hath friends must show himself friendly. But so you go and you be kind, you, you're tenderhearted, you're loving, and you serve. And this is the this is the pain of growing up is I was taught those things and I'm very grateful you taught me those things and I think there's an experience there's something some things that only experience can teach when you grow up and you're taught those things and those for the most part around you reward those things and act on those things and you'll run to people who don't uh, to go you're going to run to communities where they say they do those things and then when you do those things. Uh, you get penalized. Hmm. And by that, I mean, you get taken advantage of. And that's something, you know, uh, that's where harmless says, uh, why is the serpent harmless as a dove? dove? Like, I mean, and, and to understand, like, yes, we need to be sacrificial. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. But when you go into a community where your sacrifice uh, not only doesn't help the community, it actually enables them. That's where you have to be careful. And I think you see that even with Christ. Like Christ literally died for the whole world, mm. but he made sure what he was doing was uh, efficacious, if I can put it that way. <laughs> you know, it's not like um, he didn't die on someone else's terms. Um, it makes me think of uh, C.S. Lewis in The Great Divorce talking about how one of the reasons that hell exists is there are literally people who are so stubborn that they would rather reside in hell than change something about themselves or change their goals to fit into heaven. Hmm. Well, I think it's funny you use the word enabled because I thought a couple other words, entitled and uh, expectations, uh, unhealthy expectations. Uh, some people say, well, I don't have friends, and they are struggling with complaining or gossiping and 
and no one wants uh, th that type of friendship, and they have these expectations that everybody's going to careful serve them, mm. uh, give them what they need, what they think they need, and there's a difference between needs and wants. Yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely. And there's also just like. Uh, I think one of the really important things is to realize that everyone has just a rich, just as rich of an inner life as you do. May, it might be slightly different, but basically most people have just as much going on as you do. Mm. And th there'll be slight differences in that, but for the, that's a pretty small variance in, re in comparison to how we often think of other people. It's like, well, why didn't they come over? It's like, well, they just had, like, you know, when you look at your life and you're like, I just need a break tonight, other people have that too. And Very so when you're like, so. well, why didn't they have, why didn't they come and do this? It's like, well, you didn't think through that. Like, you didn't think through, like, you weren't there for someone else. It's like, well, I couldn't be. There was so much going on. It's like, and that's the way other people are too. Life isn't easy. And so when, so, and that also makes us more grateful and more appreciative of when someone really sticks their neck out. Okay. That's good. What, do, um, so where do you find these folks? I think you've got to go to places where, um, as we said, you can go serve. And, and for us, you know, I look back at, and, and here's the interesting thing. Um, I was talking to your mom about this today. In 1996, 97, 98, we lived in Ocala. Um, literally, I was making $7 an hour. Yeah. Um, and we did have uh, a, a lighter rent. But it was still a rent, and and seven dollars an hour is not a lot of money. No, and I, you you know it's your mom and I and you. And as I'm saying all this, um, I was coaching at a public school, and I coached. And I'm careful. I say I coached hard, and what I mean by that is I was there all the time. And then I did individual workouts with different people. I uh, coached a couple extra sports, but during that time we were financially tight, but I don't remember a better time in life hmm. as your mom got to serve her family, taking care of her mom with um, Alzheimer's. And I look back at that and I built, uh, and I, I think this is very important as we talk, I built some really strong relationships with people that do not come from the same spiritual background that I have. Right? Yeah. They're not believers. Um, yeah. And I don't mean that harshly towards it. I mean that. And then there were some that were. But I built strong relationships because one of the things is not only myself, but even you would come with me sometimes. Whatever we were doing, we found a way to, to serve others. And mm -hmm. some of the greatest members I have coaching were those years in uh, at Ocala Vanguard High School. Uh, you know, it was only three, but it was three very uh, special years. I have some great relationships in Connecticut and Indiana. We both do. And then while we were up at Northland in um, Wisconsin. And I think a lot of that has to do because we try to help others. And when you do that, you build strong relationships. So where do you find good friends? You go and help and serve. Yes. And uh, you have to get out there, too. Like, right. I mean, you're not going to you have to be friendly to find friends. Right. So, I mean, for for the person who is staying at home and is worried, I mean, I, I saw someone talking about a school to help socially anxious men who wanted to get dates but couldn't, and they just gave them the assignment, go get 50 girls, go ask 50 girls for their numbers. Didn't have to get the numbers, just had to ask 50 girls. And the whole point was, just get used to rejection. 
Get it's not the end yourself. of the world. Yeah. yeah, it's not the end of the world. It's okay. If you offer to, like, don't be afraid to ask to go out to eat with somebody. If they say no, it's like, that's fine. If they look at you like you're weird, that's fine. Like, I mean, careful how you ask. You know, be like, hey, you want to go, you know, like, do the Peter uh, Lorre thing. Uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> I never thought about asking anybody anything that way. But if, Yeah, exactly. You know, like, you um, know, it's interesting you say that because if you go and you do that, put yourself out there. There is a chance you might feel a little weird, and there's also a chance you might get a little hurt. But there's more chances that you're going to have, not just the word is not success or even significance, it's going to be strength in relationships. That's how I would put it. You're going to get some strong relationships by reaching out, loving other people, putting yourself out there, and uh, sitting at home and feeling sorry for yourself is not going to build relationships. Yeah, and I love that you, you know, you're talking about this. Like, oh, I'm not a people person. That's fine. There are a lot of trees that do well by digging down deep roots. Yeah, you don't have to have a lot of friends. No, but you should have some. You should have some good friends. Everyone needs that. Everyone needs someone to kick them in the butt once in a while. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I don't know if I have great friends. This sounds terrible to say. People hmm. say, "Why?" Um, uh, one of my best friends in college lives in um, Colorado. We stay in touch. <clears throat> but by the very nature of the distance, we're not great friends. Yeah. We're good friends. We would get together. We're talking about doing that with another guy that three of us did everything together in college. Because of our nature of being in Connecticut, Florida, Indiana, I have good friends in those places. Yeah. But it's been transient. It's interesting because since we've been in Florida, I had a guy that I thought was, yeah, he's a good friend. Now yeah. I'm working with him and he lives in Florida. Yeah. We're traveling together. Yeah. It's becoming a better friendship. I don't know right. if we're really great friends, but there's, and you know, it is built a lot on the gospel. That's, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go back to this. My best friend is your mom. Yeah. You know, and even living here, we're only going to become better. Uh, father, son, friends. Though you, you, you put yourself in these positions and you work at it and and you don't agree with everything. You, you're, you're never just, going to. Right. You just work through it. If you agree on everything, then something's probably wrong. Well, you're probably, I almost said lactose, but that's probably not true. That People could be lactose. You're <laughs> what, what's the right word? You're uh, intolerant. Uh, what? No, I was going to say you're probably, uh, what's the term where you're uh, milk toast? Yeah, milk toast. But yeah, if you're, where lact- you're just like, yeah. <laughs> I got to jump in. We had a kid on our basketball team that was lactose intolerant, and I'll never forget his friend was making, they were like best friends too, and he was making fun of him for it, and he turned and said to him, I hope your kid's lactose intolerant. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) laughed on the beam. Which we found out you might have a little lactose. I have something going on. It's, yeah, whatever that is. Well, it goes on, but you still eat ice cream because that's going to yeah. help you through the day. Yeah, and I, then I pay for it later. It's a story of my life. We all no. do. Um, when you talk about, like, one thing you mentioned there that I think is important is time and effort. Okay. Right? Yeah. Like, definitely, it's going to take, you, and that's the doubling down on investment. You have to invest in relationships. That's like being friendly takes time. Um yeah, man. I mean, there's some there's some good little nuggets I always think of. I'm like something I learned from you, and I think this is definitely worth it. Is being willing to pay for meals because there's no like even when you don't have to, and especially when you don't have to, like what that communicates to people. Um, you know, I, I think uh, even when we were struggling financially, just communicating to people that that we care and um, 
And, you know, and I understand some people have different cultures on that. Um, for me, uh, when I take out a calculator and I'm like trying to figure out whose is whose and we like, we spend five minutes of like, it makes the relationship feel very translate, uh, Trans transactional yeah, to me, transactional. which I don't think is super, super healthy. healthy. Yeah. No, not but you know, I mean, and that, that also I think is a different personality thing, but I think you need to be cautious of who you're dealing with because, uh, with a calculated person, if you pay for the meal, you're going to be fine with a not calculated person. If you get the calculator out, you're going to hurt them. So you, that's something you have to read. Yeah. So um, one of those is safer than the others. Yeah. Obviously you're going to lose some money, but is it worth it to find good friends? Yeah. And I think even for me being part of ministry, I, I almost hated the fact that we almost had this look like, well, I'm in ministry. This is exciting. We're having meat tonight. We've never had meat. <laughs> I mean, I was just not going to be that way. And I didn't. And, you know, uh, going back to um, expectations and being entitled. Well, listen, I don't. There's a guy and he's a he was a good friend. We did not get to spend as much time. And I would love for him to hear this. But he did something for you and I that that you probably don't even remember. Hmm. But um, and it's really sad. I can't. I'm looking right at him. Bob from Mishawaka. Bob, um, oh, I'm looking right at him. Shoot. Bob gave us his golf passes. He had season golf passes. He let us go golfing. The, call, the golf course was Eberhardt. Yep. Wasn't Newsome. I just had dinner. No, I just had dinner with Bob about two years ago. Shoot. So, folks, uh, um, I hope Bob listens to us so he can call me out on this. But Bob had this thing, and we had an intern for three summers in a row live with us. Yeah. And every Monday he said, just take those golf passes. It's part of my deal. With Eberhardt Golf, uh, Bob Watson, Bob yeah, Watson, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that wasn't that was that was not expected. I never asked him, but what I didn't want to do is be that guy. Well, I'm in ministry. We don't have any money. Blah 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 blah. Let's you know, and it's it's interesting how that uh, if you give back, God gives back to you. But I mean, I, this is more about friendships. But I think one of the ways is not. I think what you're saying is don't be cheap. Mm. Well, you know, this is, this is great. I love that you brought this up because one of the things that men struggle with in our uh, society is asking for help. Right. And that's very clear. But the other side of that is you don't want to be the person who cried wolf. No question. And so when you're, don't be afraid to ask for help when you really need it. And there's a lot of people who will ask for help. And all they're doing is creating dependence between them and the other person, which will eventually create resentment on both sides. I would say the best person to ask help from is bring it before God and he'll use others. It sounds really <laughs> spiritual, but it's really true. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, God, I need, we're in this scenario and yeah. we, we saw that come. Can uh, you bring someone along? Yeah, he brings the right person in the right spot in. That builds a community and friendship and a confidence in Christ. And we've seen that. We've yeah. seen that numerous times, your mom and I did. Oh, I, I mean, I've been grateful to be a part of seeing that sometimes. Yeah, it's been Not amazing. all of them. <laughs> you know, some of them, I think I was like two or three years old, right? right. Um, I think the, you know, one of the big things we kind of touched on earlier, find a community. Mm -hmm. Find a community that shares your values. And it's interesting because people are like, hey, you know, you even mentioned this. And there's even reasons that I I'm, find myself saying I'm a devout Christian instead of conservative Christian, because there are certain parts of Christianity that, uh, or people who call themselves Christians, I'd like 
don't really follow the Bible, honestly. And uh, because Christianity is as much a culture thing here as it is a religion. And um, just because you share values doesn't mean they all have to be the same types of values. So it doesn't have to be just based on Christianity, right? Um, that's, I, that's why Paul talks about being unequally yoked. It being Christian and being Christian really helps. Right. Right. But that's different for friendships than a wife, which is going to be about as intimate relationship as you have in your entire life. And so finding, I mean, that's a big part. Even what I wanted to create for candid goat productions was creating common ground for, for the common good. And that whole idea of, um, I was talking to someone the other day and we disagreed on some really big topics, but we could agree even on how we addressed some similar, like some issues that we deeply disagreed on. And we had a great conversation Hmm. because he was really, it was very clear that he was really worried about taking care of people. Like he actually cared about people. Mm -hmm. And I do think like, uh, one of the things that, you know, when we're like, well, that person, we don't share any values, but they're really kind. Um, that might be a red flag for you if you don't think that <laughs> kindness is a value, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and if you both share kindness, you'll be surprised how much you can get done together. Right. It's good. And so just like a, that, that will help guide those friendships you can create. If you have no values in common, you are not going to be friends with that person. Uh, there's a number of people I think of that may take the time to listen to this. And there are people that have uh, been friends with me or invest me. And I think of how they've been able to invest in communities outside of the church. Yeah. How just by going in and being gracious and kind and serving and how they impacted communities. Yes. And they're still impacting communities. Yes. They're being asked to lead groups yeah. and lead teams yeah. or, and uh, I have a friend that is very much, uh, uh, it's not about coaching, it's about mentoring and, the, the, he said he didn't have the time to do it, and the AD said, "I want my son to be around you." Well, and that's that's a huge statement, man. Yeah, and I think that something goes along with that too. Is uh, we shouldn't be so arrogant, and I would never want to communicate that we don't think that gracious and kind people don't exist outside the church. Right, right? they do. I mean, yeah, and, the, and and ungracious and unkind people sometimes do reside they exist in the church what (laughs) oh man and that needs to be addressed from the word yeah and the word works if people allow god to work absolutely i think it's really good pj i think as we talk about this that you got to put yourself in the right communities obviously one of the greatest places is church i think the biggest step this was not about dating but i think every guy out there Hmm. it is imperative as you're looking at uh marriage that you think this is going to be the person that's going to be my my best friend um and we're going to spend tons of time together yeah it's funny we even talked about andy today uh he was the best man at my wedding and he gave me something i i thought from for what i would want to share at the end uh for my conclusion i he pointed me to a thinker called simone vey and uh, she talks a lot about how uh, one of the problems in the West is that we all of our politics is based around rights when it should be based around obligations. And I don't know if that's actually possible in a political sense, but I do know this, that if you go into a relationship worried about your rights rather than your obligations, think about what you can offer and what you can bring, and you should still safeguard yourself. I understand the importance of those rights, but that's where you look at the other person, like they're not fulfilling their obligations, right? 
you can measure that person according to that. Because I think a lot of people go in, it's like, this is what life owes me, or this is what this person owes me. Instead of being like, what, what am I doing to help make the situation better? Mm. And, um, I think that would, if we just approach it as simple as like, you know, love others as much as, uh, as you would wish to be loved, you know, I mean, it, you, it doesn't get more basic than that. Yeah. So as you talk about relationships and friendships, we were given two key commandments, love yeah. God, love, love others. others. And if you love others, there, it re- will be at times reciprocated. It will be, it might not always, yeah, but it will. So that's really good. Awesome. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one.